0: If I told you I was down, I was down, would you help me? Told you I was down, I was down.
1: to another weekly Yes And podcast, The Weekly Yap. I'm your host, Travis Thomas, uh, and each week on The Weekly Yap, I get to interview different inspiring people who are living with passion and purpose, who are living their Yes And, and today is no different. I was in St. Louis uh, a few weeks ago, almost a month ago, uh, speaking at an event, and uh, uh, a woman stood up to share an idea that uh, that she is a part of right now, and I think everyone in the room was uh, just kind of enraptured with this idea and inspired by this idea, so I, of course, said I've got to interview her, and so that's who we get to interview today. Her name is Jamie Van. She is the president of the St. Louis Recreation Development Group, which is a tax-exempt organization that provides guests and their families a 100% accessible amusement park including Splash Park, sensory areas, playground, an ice rink, and rooftop greenhouse. The three venues will offer accessibility for all individuals with or without special needs, regardless of age, ability, or mental acumen. A place where every feature has been designed and crafted in a way that enables them to be enjoyed by everybody in the park. Uh, specifically and not limited to those individuals and their families with Down syndrome, autism, PTSD, any person battling a life-threatening disease, and the hearing visually, mentally, and physically impaired. Uh, well, I, I didn't even practice that that much. I, I think I got it, Jamie. I think I rocked that one. You did, Rocket. Thank you. <laughs> so when I heard Jamie speak, and it was very impromptu when she stood up and spoke in St. Louis, uh, I was struck by your authenticity, the the passion you have for this for this project, for the for the group. Um, and again, like I said, everyone in the room uh, just I'm sure if you had taken donations at the time, people would have been shelling out the money. So <laughs> mental note: next time, ask for donations. Uh, so Jamie, uh, welcome to the Weekly Yap. And uh, and tell us more sort of about the park.
0: All right. Well, the park will be the second in the world to be 100% accessible. So I am modeling this particular park after the original one in San Antonio, Texas. So you pretty much nailed it, like you said, on the introduction. But we are still in the infancy stages of building this actual amusement park here in St. Louis.
1: Okay, so I know it. Yeah, it's in the infancy stages. Uh, I know you'll talk a little bit more about that uh, as we get going in here and how other people can find out about it and, uh, and hopefully contribute. But where did, this, where did this inspiration come from? I know I got the story uh, when you stood up, but please share the inspiration of, of how you even got involved with this.
0: So originally I got involved... Through a play date that my son, who was in kindergarten at the time, was invited to. And at the time I brought my daughter with me, and I just kinda hung out with the mom to get to know her. And the kids were playing, and it turns out that her daughter was the same age as my daughter, but she has Down syndrome. So we just got to talking a little bit about that. And at the time we were getting prepared for spring break. And I asked if she was doing anything, and they're like, no, they're just going to hang around town. She asked me, and I said, well, we're surprising the kids and taking them to Disney World. And she said, oh, I just can't do that, because her daughter, who has Down syndrome, was unable for several different reasons, and it made me sad. So she told me later on in the conversation that there was an actual park that was in san antonio texas that when her daughter got old enough they were going to take the entire family to because it was for people with special needs or who had a disability so they were going to take their entire family and go to that park when she got a little older well that was two years ago that they got back from that park and i ran into her at a local store And she was like, oh, my God, I just got back. It was amazing. We totally need to do this in St. Louis. And I was like, why don't we do it? She goes, it would fill such a need. And it was amazing. She goes, people were coming in in hospital beds and getting on the rides. And people were coming in in wheelchairs. And every disability out there was able to be serviced. And I was like, we totally need to do this. So I made a couple phone calls. And one phone call led to the next, which led to the next. And here we are a year later.
1: Okay. So hold on, hold on just a second. So she comes back, she shares her story. And the first reaction is like, Hey, we need to do this. We need to build a ginormous, I'm sure multi-million dollar park. Uh, Like how, how are you prepared to just jump in and do this? You know,
0: have loved Disney all my life I didn't realize at the time that this path that I was on with Disney and my love for Disney would take me to where I am today but when she told me that her family wouldn't be able to go to Disney World because it wouldn't be fair for her daughter it made me sad and knowing how happy Disney World has always made me I mean my husband and I went there for our honeymoon we t- you know, we've taken our kids several times. It's one of the happiest places on earth. And for her family not to be able to experience that, it really made me sit back and say, hey, if there's something out there that can be built that they can have the same experience that I was able to have with my husband on our honeymoon and with my children, then why not try? So, all it took was a few phone calls, and I got enough information to get me started. And there's such a huge need, especially in St. Louis and being put in the Midwest. It, it just made sense.
1: So, so, what does this, what does the group look like? What does the team look like right now, uh, Jamie, that's putting this together, because I, I, you know, I'm picturing you know, uh, needing a team, a staff you know, in the dozens, if if not bigger, what does your team look like right now?
0: All right. So, um, my husband and I have put together a board, a specific board of members who, if you would put all their attributes together, it would make the 100% perfect person. So, Um, Right now, I'm the president of the organization. My husband is the vice president. And then I've got a friend who is in marketing. I've got a CPA. I have someone who stands as our legal counsel who is also um, a quadriplegic. And I have a marketing and advertising vice president. And then we also have Our newest member is actually a special needs parent and a huge advocate. Um, We are working with a couple other individuals to get them voted onto our board, which would include someone from, you know, who would be able to handle our construction pieces and also someone who is able to help with navigating city governments. So right now we've got a very strong team And I'm lucky because the team is 150% behind this and we work very, very well together. So it's made this process of building this park very smooth.
1: Yeah. And so, and, and for you personally, sort of what, uh, you know what background do you have? You know where where this idea comes along, and you're like, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. So, so where, where, where does that where does that where does that confidence and or ignorance come from, Jamie? I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say confidence.
0: Okay. Um. I am a doer by nature, and I'm extremely driven. So when someone puts me up to a task I have a very hard time backing down and I think that could be considered grit and with having those characteristics that I have I believe it makes the perfect combination in addition to my board members who fill in my gaps I think it makes the perfect combination of building this park I think the The go get attitude, the don't take no for an answer, along with the support that I get from my husband who is in sales and my marketing people and my legal counsel and my CPA, with those characteristics and their attributes, they propel me forward, Mm -hmm. so they allow me to put my best foot forward because they've got my back on the things that I may not be as strong in and because of that it makes this process like I said very very smooth and we just keep one step in front of the other keep moving forward
1: and and speaking of your grit uh, Jamie where where do you think that grit comes from you know have you had it your whole life is it is it something that you've grown into how would you how would you explain that
0: you know I had very very strong examples in my life growing up. My parents are both very, um, very hard workers and their work ethic is phenomenal. And I think that leads to a good example because I believe that you're a product of your surrounding. And so that built the foundation for me. And then also growing up for my family and through school, we, did service and we volunteered, and I think that also has a lot to do with how I've become. I think, to be honest, I have grown in to this person that I am. I, I was not born this way. I def it was definitely a learning process for me. But um, you feel better when you give. When you give, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a scientific explanation to that, but you, when you're giving to others, you feel great. And so to constantly be doing something on this, this format, I guess, cause it is large, you're constantly giving and you're constantly having a great day because you're moving something forward. That's going to help other people and helping other people is what I really like to do. And so it makes you feel good about yourself. It makes you feel good to be able to help other people. So Definitely going back to your question, it it came from watching my parents, and then it came from later on being involved in organizations where I volunteered or through my school that you watch. So, it's you watch people giving to others, and so you just give back. It becomes part of your your human nature and your makeup.
1: And now you have kids of your own now, and and obviously they. I'm sure they're sort of fully engulfed in this project as well. They
0: are. My son wants to um, be hired as a Zamboni driver for the ice <laughs> rink, and my daughter <laughs> wants to take all the tickets. So um, they're really excited about it, and it's really interesting because during this process, we had produced a video. Okay. And... I didn't realize how much went into a two minute video, but it was months of preparation. And, you know, down to you have to have 75 words or, you know, all these different things. Well, we put together, the board and I put together a script that we thought was great. Well, then it had to be cut down and, you know, the questions needed to be answered. So I actually brought it to my son's teacher and he's in middle school and I said hey do you think that I would be able to get your students perspective on this script Yeah. and see how they would take it because it's going to involve children this park involves children so I would like to get a child's perspective and she's like oh my god that would be great so we went ahead and I went in there and the amount of information that I was able to receive from about 20 sixth graders in about 15 minutes (laughs) was astonishing and it was eye opening because they look at things so differently I was like why didn't I come to you guys first but I mean to the point that they were like yes we agree that you need a parent child relationship but it needs to be a girl it can't be a boy Mm. we're like okay well how old does a girl need to be they need to be young enough that they sound st- they still sound sweet, but yet they're able to articulate. Yeah. I mean just different things like that. It was just really really um, it was great to get children's Im- input and you know, of course I gave my son great pride that he was like, my mom's doing this and you come to my class. Yeah, yeah So they are they're really, really excited about the park and they want to be involved more and more and as the park progresses, they will be able to have that opportunity.
1: Yeah, so you know, marketing companies will spend thousands of dollars for that kind of uh, focus group research and you got it for free in 15 minutes.
0: I certainly did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, which, which, and I I know this project is, it is so personal and it is so uh, community driven and uh, sort of community supported and this isn't something that you're just, like, putting up on a cloud and saying, I'm going to work on this a little bit over the years and maybe 10 years from now we get this done. You are you have a, a, a pretty focused deadline with this, don't you?
0: I did it first, and now I have realized that um, this is a process. Mm-hmm. So I have taken the hard deadlines off of myself and... Um, given myself some softer deadlines and it's helped um, with the process to be quite honest because I'm not by nature a patient person so I needed to um, take those hard deadlines off because again, I've never built an amusement park before so I didn't realize that when you're doing one particular step that you think needs to get done it actually takes 15 20 motions to get that passed or get that through or to be able to move forward with that. So it's been a learning curve for me. And with that learning curve, I have learned, obviously, that I need to stop with the hard deadlines and just keep moving forward and making progress every single day. And so that's how I've been that's how I've been working thus far.
1: What are sort of the biggest obstacles or uh, sort of unforeseen uh, challenges that have popped up along the way? Um,
0: We've had some hurdles, I'm not going to lie, but some of the hurdles that we've overcome have been actually naming the park. And that has been difficult, not that the name itself has become difficult, but in order to trademark that name, um that has been a process that we've learned through, and my board has been patient and steady, and we've got that through. Some other things that were interesting was before the name was just doing the 501c3, hmm. um, dealing with the um, IRS. We had three or four different processes that we had to go through, and because they just could not – conceptualize and understand what we were trying to do. Hmm. And although you need to keep it extremely streamlined and clean, they also want all the information, but then that goes against having it clean. Yeah. So we went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on trying to get just the 501c3 paperwork. I was able to get it within six months, which I understand is huge because usually it takes a year or so. But it was, um, it was a dedicated process between my legal counsel and my board members, but we were able to accomplish that. Um, the other big thing right now that we have a little bit of a hurdle with is raising the money for um, the feasibility and economic study. Um, that is something that we feel is definitely a necessity moving forward, yet It's a big number, Mm -hmm. and when you're asking for donations of that nature, the companies and individuals that we are asking for want to see those numbers. So it's kind of like a catch-22. It's like, yeah, we need the money to run the feasibility and economic study, yet I understand that you need those numbers to believe that this is –
1: going to come to fruition right right and so and actually speaking of sort of the process and the numbers and and, and where we are right now and, and actually just so you know I know you guys have some names in the hopper um, but again as a total plan z you know live yes and park is still an option I'm putting that out there you okay. know <laughs> do I have a backer? <laughs> you have a backer you do uh, okay. I'm, I'll give you the naming rights for free um Woo. yes, yes, and <laughs> I need to be able to uh, split shifts with your son on the Zamboni though that's all okay. that's all I'm asking uh, okay. uh, jamie where where are we right now and and what is going on from a uh, from a fundraising standpoint because I know anyone listening i want I want them to be able to be able to reach out and get involved. So where are we right now?
0: Okay, so right now we are in the process of. Creating several different events that will be annual for continual fundraising. So we've got one coming up in April called Singing with Squatch and it's going to be a live karaoke event where you would come up and the song would be presented in front of you with all the words and you have your microphone but yet there's a live band with backup singers to make you really feel like you are Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. So we have that coming up in April and then we have, um, an event called jam fest that I'm in the process of booking a venue for. And that's going to be a craft beer and food truck event. Mm. And then that will be in the fall. And then we also have a trivia night coming up, which will be Halloween themed for October 21st. So those are our three majors. And then we also have some local businesses and restaurants who are doing give back, like dine and dine and donate days for us. And a whole list of all of the opportunities in order to give back are on our website, which is STL.com. But then... The whole point of doing the fundraising and these efforts is that we are trying to raise the $65,000 to pay for the feasibility and economic study.
1: Mm-hmm. And so the the location online that, that people can go to to kind of get information for all these events is at the World's Fair. Park. World's Fair Park, STL. S- Stl.com. Dot com. Okay, World's Fair Park. Stl.com. So uh, there, you'll be able to go and uh, and find the information for all these different events. Uh, Jamie, are there? Are is there other ways for people to be able to donate and contribute if they are from out of town and they can't make any of these events?
0: Absolutely. We actually have a PayPal button on our website that, if people would love to contribute or to donate in some form, they have that option. So, um, and our address is also on the website. So if they would like to make a donation, they can send checks to St. Louis Recreation Development Group, and the address is listed on our website.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, I am encouraging everyone who is listening to this, uh, who might go and uh, and I know anyone listening to this is thinking to themselves, "This is an amazing idea. this this, completely makes sense how in the world did you say that there's there's two parks in the world currently
0: we will be up just second
1: you'll be the second so there's one park in the world right now that's doing this and Correct. and the fact that you guys are going to be the second and you're right smack dab in the middle of the country you are the St. Louis is the perfect spot for something like this, um, and uh, obviously we all know that uh, uh, that every little bit helps. So I'm encouraging everyone to please go to the site. If you can't make the events in St. Louis, to please make a contribution uh, online. Now, Jamie, when you stood up and th- this was, um, I know this is such a, a personal and emotional project for you, and so. Um, and I, I can just tell it really resonates with your own sort of individual sense of purpose, you know, that, that yearning, that desire you have to help others. Um, can you Can you share more just like what, what this what this idea, what this park just really means to you?
0: You know, I feel like this is a calling for me. And what I mean by that is my family has not been, affected by anyone with a special need or any type of physical disability. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, I feel like this is my way of paying it forward. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why I don't feel like this is a job for me. This is definitely a calling and it allows me to stay motivated and to keep focus. And I'm extremely grateful for what I have and what I've been given. And so again, that's my motivator to keep moving forward with this park. And at certain times it it does get emotional because you hear a story about someone or someone's family member and you can't help but bring it back to your own home and your own family and relate it to your own children or You know something like that so it does it does get emotional and it does tug at your heartstrings and i think that's the beauty of it
1: when you're having one of those days jamie when, when things just aren't going right or a couple of days where it feels like the obstacles are just sort of uh uh not stopping uh what is it what is it that you turn to what helps get you unstuck during those moments
0: yeah that's a tough one um Okay, so I had to think about that for a minute. I'm part of a group called Aret, which definitely helps.
1: Which is have, which is where we met, yes. So yeah. a, a shout-out to the uh, Aret group, yes.
0: It uh, is. And to be honest, there's a ton of motivational people that are a part of that group, and they are all paying it forward. And, of course, I've got a ton of reading material that I can go back to and... Um, try to try to get out of that little stupor that I'm in but to be honest every single day that I have you know one of those bad days or whatever as long as I can continue to do something that day that will move me at least one step forward then I don't feel like I'm going to bed defeated Yeah. Um, it, it, is, it could be something little it could be that I randomly got a $25 check in the mail I mean, it could be as small as that or it could be as big as, like, getting this podcast interview. You know, it, it, it really just daily it's different. But you having the positive mindset and, and having the outlook of what are the things that you're grateful for and looking for that silver lining, it makes it a lot easier.
1: Yes, yes. Well, uh, the the project itself, uh, Jamie, is an inspiration. You are an inspiration for for saying yes, a big yes and, to saying yes and to this idea um, and and championing this idea. And so uh, uh, thank you so much for, for sharing your story here on the Weekly Yap. Um, again, uh, the best place for people to go. And I'm encouraging everyone, if you're listening to this podcast, go to uh, World's Fair... World's Fair, I'm going to, I screw it up every time, Jamie.
0: World's Fair Park.
1: World's Fair Park,
0: stL.com.
1: S-T-L. yes. And make any donation, even the smallest donation, every little bit helps. Uh, and so we can keep this thing moving step by step uh, and uh, just uh, uh, cre- turn this dream into a reality. And um, I can't think of a better, a better cause and a better, uh, a better idea out there right now. So, so Jamie thanks so much anything else uh, uh, people can do or anywhere they want to go that you want to share
0: you know I just really appreciate the opportunity that you've given me to speak on this podcast I um, my board members love your book and big shout out for that one and I really am honored that you chose me to be on the podcast so thank you so much I really appreciate it
1: well thank you and thank you for the compliments on the book but the pleasure and the honor is all mine so thanks so much Jamie and I know that uh, we will be talking and working again together soon
0: sounds great thank you so much yep.
1: every day I'm wanting something that ain't happened I
0: have this human heart, my mother told me so She said this can go deep